Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 930 in 716. Something is wrong in the Williamsville School District. And if you subscribe to the where there's smoke, there's fire, there's considerable circumstantial evidence to say that that, that organization at the board and the, and the management level is not functioning properly. There has been progress, indeed, but still so many questions as to why it's taking so long to get a system up and running. I mean, we've seen Ford plants in Michigan go from making cars to making respirators in a period of two weeks. I can't see why it would take up to a month to upgrade a system that's already in place. You'll hear more from those two voices in depth here in a moment. But there are two voices you won't hear from. One is the superintendent, Dr. John McKenna, and the other is the leadership of the Williamsville Teachers Union. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716. We and others have asked for their take on all of this to no avail. The district in turmoil since placing their superintendent, Dr. Scott Martzloff, on leave on Labor Day night has issued only videos updating the staff, parents, and students. For the moment, it's all remote learning from grades 5 and up. They'll begin to phase in hybrid learning in October, with high school students being the last to show up to school in late October. What's taking so long? Why is the district communicating via videos? And why silence from the teachers? After all, they work for the families of the district that pay their school taxes, right? Today on this podcast, you'll hear in depth from two people who have been willing to talk and speak up. With the staggered return, there are a bunch of students and parents who are not big fans of it, and I'd have to say I am among them. Lucas Romanowski. We'll begin with a student's perspective. Lucas is the president of the class of 2021. The district said there were two main pieces for the staggered return. One was system concerns and the other was teacher training. So first, with the system concerns, administration says they've been in communication with BOCES um, and that they wanted to make sure that the system can support the users. Just from a parent and student perspective, is there anything we can do to be proactive in taking steps to upgrade the network? Dr. McKenna, last night, one of the things he said that I took issue with was that it can be hard to find money for technology and equipment sometimes. And going back to one of the things I said on Monday, Williamsville schools have a $200 million budget for this school year. In 2015, we underwent a $27 million project on athletic field improvements. In 2018, it was $36.6 million on music department capital projects. So we have all this money we're spending on extracurriculars. 
What about equipment such as Wi-Fi and server upgrades for academics, which are the essential aspect of school? Um, real quick on the training teachers aspect. Teachers have been receiving training since the beginning of summer and in some cases even the springtime. So, and we'll be using the same platforms under the new model that we've been using, Google Classroom, Google Meet, and Zoom. So I can't see why they'd need up to another month of training. Great point there too, uh, Lucas, because I mean, really they're doing it now with all this remote learning that's going on. Um, and we really haven't heard from teachers and the teachers union is not talking. Do you sense, is there any friction there? Have you spoken to any teachers? I, I'm not too sure. I can't speak on the levels of conflict between administration and the teachers union and the teachers, but it sounds like from the teachers I've spoken to that they want to get us back as soon as possible and they're willing to do whatever it takes. Was there any, you know, reason given why this has to be a phased in return to hybrid learning? I mean, let's go back two weeks ago. It started off the first week, at least, with the hybrid model in place with kids in the classroom. Why now might it take a month for you to return to hybrid learning? Again, it was that synchronous aspect of the kids who are going to be remote and the other kids who are following the hybrid model on the opposite days of the week. So it was with those system concerns about network bandwidth and such and teacher training. And it seems like, you know, a system concern wouldn't take a month, right? I mean, like I said, I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm not a tech expert or anything, but I mean, we've seen Ford plants in Michigan go from making cars to making respirators in a period of two weeks. I can't see why it would take up to a month to upgrade a system that's already in place. So we have a return to hybrid learning models. Is there anything beyond that that the district has talked about of returning full-time or is basically just the focus now, get this hybrid model in, and that might be there for the foreseeable future? There, it's really just the focus on the hybrid model for now, getting that all set. There hasn't really been any talk on a timeline for full return to school or anything. And what about Wednesdays? Uh, Dr. McKenna made mention of this yesterday, that, that Wednesdays would be a little bit different. So on Wednesdays, there's going to be a homeroom period, um, just touching on students' mental health and such. And then at Wednesday will be a completely asynchronous learning day. All right. So, uh, you know, kind of leading for cleaning, things like that, that needs to be done in the school. Um, and that's what a lot of districts are up to right now. Are, is it your hope that this announcement yesterday, the meeting you had, uh, will go a long ways to kind of resolving some of the chaos that's been seen in Williamsville over the last month? I hope that the meeting was a good example of the district and administration making more of a proactive effort to hear student opinions. So I hope that we continue to do that. And I hope that we continue to communicate. How is school going for you? I mean, now we're a few weeks in. How would you say your school year is going right now? The education right now, the teachers are much more prepared than they were at the end of last school year. So it's going much better than last school year with the Zoom calls and such. But again, it's, it's never going to be as good as in-person instruction. Do you think that will improve as you go along as not only teachers but students get used to what's expected of them and how to kind of navigate the online learning? I think students are already getting a hang of it for the most part. I know yesterday I talked with some students who feel that the online learning 
has been better than they expected, but they'd still like to get back in school because, again, the online is never going to be as good as in-person instruction. We know that uh, a lot of sports are returning to uh, play uh, on the field. What about some of the other activities, uh, extracurricular activities that go on in a school year? Um, what What's the status of a lot of those things, and what do students want to see be done about restoring some of them? So yesterday at our meeting, Dr. McKenna, Um, had mentioned that right now the extracurriculars that are still operating the clubs, such as student government and other clubs like that, they're still running. And he said if we we can slowly start phasing in extracurriculars again, but that's a decision he would leave up to building administration. So he said yesterday at the meeting that if we want to start getting some of those back, we can just talk to our uh, building administration. You know, the learning is one aspect of of needing to get back into school. Socialization is another. You know, so many kids are missing that. The isolation, I know uh, that's uh, something that everybody's been talking about, too. What are you hearing from from your peers, your friends, and about just the need to get back together again? Yeah, absolutely. I touched on that on Monday um, with the socialization aspect. I would argue that School is an essential service, not only because of education, but because of that social aspect. We need to have students in school getting those social interactions, not feeling isolated, not leading a sedentary lifestyle, because there's, like I said Monday, there's been a marked increase in depression, anxiety, and loneliness among teens in recent years. Lucas Romanowski, from a student's perspective to that now of a longtime parent in the district. There's major problems going on in the administration in Williamsville. We, we believe that there are. David Bellavia talking with Charlie McClay, father of two Williamsville High School students. He's frustrated at best. And, and if you subscribe to the where there's smoke, there's fire, there's considerable circumstantial evidence to say that that, that organization at the board and the, and the management level is not functioning properly. So if you look at the, the everything was on this old superintendent, uh, this guy, communication was bad. We have to put him on a leave and replace him. And that's going to make all the problems go away. And it seems that that was really the most functioning thing that happened in the last six weeks. Well, you know, my perspective on that is that uh, Dr. McKenna, the existing board, and the union leadership were all on the good ship Martzeloff when they put a torpedo in her. So we can we can blame Dr. Martzloff for everything we want to blame him for. I don't think that that's fair. I really can't testify to how much was was his leadership and how much was the organization around him. I do know that the vast majority of the organization that created this problem still is in place. What takes you, Charlie, as a concerned parent who's agitated, but you've got other things to do in your day. To someone who is like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I can't sit on the sidelines. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to talk to attorneys. I'm going to talk to other superintendents. I mean, the, the amount of research that you and your group have done, you're not, just, you're not just looking for a lawsuit. You're talking to other schools that have done it. You're trying to get solutions here. What was the breaking point for you? Uh, I have two seniors at Williamsville East, and um, Thursday night, the 10th of September, when they announced the move to online learning, I, one, of my, one of my seniors is, is a young lady, and she was inconsolable. I, I couldn't help her with the emotional distress and anguish that she was in over losing the social aspects of her senior year. 
Um, and at that point in time, if I mean, if you're a parent, I don't I don't know how you don't come come unplugged and say, I'm going to do something about this. I I appreciate that and I respect that, but I got to tell you. Uh, just the way you've conducted yourself. I've also heard from other kids from Williamsville. I think the real takeaway from the story is that you guys in Williamsville are showing what's special about your community and the fact that you could protest, you could be outraged, and you can do it in, in a way that's professional and shows respect to both sides. You're not throwing bombs at anyone. You're not taking anyone. You're not trying to ruin someone's career. You're trying to, to do what's best for your, your children, but ultimately all the students at Williamsville. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, one of the mottos we use amongst the, the folks that are working together here is reasonable people do reasonable. We want to take the high road. Uh, at the same time, we as parents and taxpayers want to be heard and we want to be respected, which isn't happening. And um, we, don't, we don't believe that, you know, salacious rumors and, and innuendo and attacking anybody personally is going to accomplish that. We need to use, uh, you know, what system is there, and we need to attack this problem head on. And quite honestly, uh, you know, we look at ourselves in the mirror and say we allowed a lot of this to happen at the election polls over the last 10 years, and we need, we need to take the situation back. See, that's, that's the solution to all of it. And, and I just, I really appreciate you saying that. I, I, people like me from the outside, we look at this. I just find it so strange to me how a parent, I don't care what your background is. You could just be, you know, whatever job you do, but how a parent and students are able to communicate, this is what's wrong. This is what needs to change. This is what we want to do. And the school, for whatever reason, there, there's no there's less communication now than there ever had been before. Uh, and and what little communications coming out is is not uh, sufficiently detailed to allay parents and students, uh, you know, concerns and fears. And it's not two way. It's it's one way um, to some extent. And I, I don't want to overplay this, but it feels like from my perspective as a parent, that we are a hostage of our leadership and board over there because we're only getting the information they want to give us. How can uh, people support you? Do you have an organization that, that folks uh, petition? What do, what, do you, uh, what do you have that people can support you with? Yeah, we've, we've created, uh, you know, one of my partners in crime here, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Rich, has started a uh, Williamsville Schools Taxpayer Association. There's a Facebook page. Uh, under that for a group and uh, right now we have 2,000 signatures on a, sig- on a on a petition from parents mostly geared toward the get the kids back to school movement but we're going to be moving that to more of a taxpayer engagement kind of uh, flavor with you know with the announcement yesterday we think the getting the kids back to school problem is largely solved even though it's less than we wanted but so we need to move to taxpayer engagement and we need to move this battle to the larger playground, if you will, where, where we take back control of our education system. Charlie McClay and earlier Lucas Romanowski. For the moment, no direct comment from either the district or the teachers. The phone line is always open. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.